Hey guys, it's T-Rex. And Boom Boom Bridget. And we're here for your episode of the Year, Year of, of the, the Rat. Rat with the Moat Rats on Pittsburgh Stage Odyssey. Hey Boom Boom, so you've been posting out here recently that you have a show coming up in August. I do, I do. I'm so excited. August 22nd at the Carnegie Stage, we'll be having a live burlesque show. That's right, we're actually alive. Um, we'll be having a 7.30 and 10 o'clock show. We are limiting the audience to 30 members per showing, and you do have to buy your tickets online, but you can get those on the Carnegie Stage website. We have the best of the Berg Burlesque. All right, so here we are. We've finally gotten the Mugrats together. Yay! Welcome, guys. Hello. We've been talking with you for a while. Um, why don't you guys just one at a time uh, give us who you are and what you are in the band? Hi, I'm Brad Lang, and I play guitar for the Moat Rats. I'm Daniel Rouse. I play the bass for the Moat Rats. I'm Justin Benzino. I play the saxophone for the Moat Rats. My name is Dylan Davey, and I play the guitar for the Moat Rats. My name is Liam Chris, and I play piano for myself, my friends, and for the Moat Rats. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Carly, and I sing for the Moat Rats. My name is James. I play the drums for the Note Rats. All right. Awesome, guys. Well, we are really happy for you guys to be here. Um, so one of the probably first things that anyone that hears of you guys, the first thing they're going to say is, what are the Note Rats? So give me your story of how that name happened. Well, imagine like a damp basement <laughs> and there's a nest of rats that live in the damp basement. Um, well, that was kind of like our practice studio. We were down in the basement of James's parents' house, and we call it the moat. It was like a storage unit underneath their wraparound porch, and that's where we would go to hang out. And when our parents were wondering where we were, our uncle would say, the rats are down in the moat. <laughs> so the moat rats stemmed that's cool. fairly easily from there. <laughs> it didn't take a whole lot of thought. Yeah. We sounded like rats under the porch. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so, you guys tell me that you uh, you guys are multi-genre, um, and I know that you guys kind of say you uh, take something from each other as far as that mix and, and how that makes your music. So, what? Um, give me a little bit of about what type of music that people would expect. Um, uh, what you would identify your style of music to? That's the hardest question. Yeah. I, We're definitely an really ambiguous band. Yeah. Everybody always asks me, what kind of music are you? I'm like, uh, a little bit of rock, a little bit of pop, a little bit of R&B, some funk, some jazz. Jazz, reggae, I mean. Yeah. Like, we'll get like a little bit of everything. A little bit yeah. of everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done the same thing um, advertising you guys a month before. I was like, well... Everybody be like, what are they? And I'm like, well, rock, jazz, blues, kind of similar to that mix. And they're just looking at me like, that's that, the, that, that just, I confused like, them even more. Yeah. When everybody loves music, it's just like all the genres are included. So, you know yes. I mean? it's just a loving music. And that keeps it fresh, that keeps it fun. You know, you don't get stale and you don't get tired of just doing one thing all the time. I would think yeah. that. It would allow more creative expression and freedom Absolutely. because you're not pigeonholed into just one yeah. genre. Yeah, nobody's trying to write 
like I'm trying to write write a punk guitar riff or a, everybody's kind of does what comes to their mind. It's not like we're all trying to meet a certain criteria of the yeah. type of music we're making. It's a very organic process. Mm -hmm. We don't like to structure ourselves too much or limit ourselves too much. A lot of times we take an idea and it becomes this morphing ball of clay, beautiful clay and then somehow it ends up the song yeah. by the end. We just and shout over each other until it becomes a song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, and, and that's how art is. It should be an organic process. Yeah, it should sure. come as it feels good and it feels right. If it's forced, then you know it'll show up in your final product and, and nobody wants that. No doubt. And a lot of us have been in other bands where it has been structured in that way and it's kind of nice to come into a project where it's just like hey guys you know what I mean this is the song we can do what we kind of want you know it's no no big deal there's no set uh, you know genre or anything that we're trying to go for and I think it's a good creative outlet that people can express different things they like and it is good because in the end it just makes something everybody likes mm -hmm. yeah. everybody can listen to it that's one thing it's like I could play the moat rats down in Homewood, I can play the moat rats out in Shaler, I can play the moat rats out in Swickley, and yep. everybody's gonna love it. You know what yeah. I mean? You don't really limit yourself in, in a way where you're, you know, the content is it's an age too. I you mean, know, like honestly, there's a lot yeah. of. I mean, we've had my parents came to our single release down at the Thunderbird, and they were there was like just like two a random like 55 year old couple behind them. They're like, yeah, we're here to see the Moat Rats. We saw them at, I think it was East Liberty Wine Fest or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, we attract people of all ages, which I think is really cool, too. We also play venues of yeah. all types. Right. Yeah. And really and truly, for our first few years of playing, we played probably close to 200 gigs that year. Yeah. I mean, we oh, were wow. gigging near every weekend, and some weeks we had three gigs in a week. Wow. And, you know... It was just because we loved the process, and that's how we got better. And yeah. like, it was cool to, you know, take a shift into like finally recording things, you know. But it was definitely challenging yeah. at the same time, because we really thrive on like the live show and our live performance. We get restless in the studio. We, <laughs> if we, we pretty had much do it live in the studio. Yeah, right. Even we take that live performance in kind of work with it in the studios it's again not structured not for sure it's kind of it's very organic yeah. always so tell me a little bit about um when the band was formed and as you guys have formed um throughout um do you see uh from what you guys started at to where you are now and also what changes or was there a music type of change with each additional person that came on James? That is a really good question. Yeah. And I think, honestly, once we got Dylan, Justin, and Dan, and, you know, like, they're the right dudes that, because we, you know, some of us have been together since about 2016, and, like, we had the idea, Liam, myself, Carly, and Brad, and when we got linked up with these dudes, it took our sound to a whole other level. We've been in a comfort zone of playing together yeah. for so long, and these guys kind of helped break yeah. us out of the. It really zone. took it, but it definitely took specific people to meet those puzzle pieces for sure. Like it was an easy process. 
Absolutely. Right. Well, along the way. And thought. really <laughs> what we came from, which was kind of the beginning of that question, we kind of started as like a collective of just our friends that liked playing music. Yeah. And um, we had two a lot of covers for a, lot of a year and a half. Yes. Yeah. We played a lot of we covers. We would just players. play bars in the suburbs and uh, open up for James's uh, dad's band and, uh, you know, just kind of goof off and do whatever we wanted. And um, we had that kind of big band feel. We always had like 10 plus people on stage with us. So when we all kind of scaled back from that, it kind of settled into five of us, which was myself, Chip, Brad, James, and then Haley, who is J James's twin sister, who we know and love. Um, and that <laughs> was really like our little tribe and, you know, Haley being true family to us, it was very hard to replace her. And, you know, our friends who had filled those gaps to make it a big band prior to that, those are big shoes to fill too. All of our friends that played with us were extremely talented, you know, jazz players. And so, you know, it was really nice to find people who we just really connected with on a level that is, you know, deeper. We are a family. You know, I think at sure. one point we tried to call ourselves the Motorrap Collective because we had so many yeah. people coming in and out yeah. and different guitar players and guest spots. And <coughs> our friend sure. Tanner that was lived in West Virginia would come in and play a show here and there. And we were always looking for new, you know, new talent. And we've just got such a great group now that we're not looking for you know, we're no longer pulling five different people <laughs> off and off the stage. We had to streamline things to, like, you know, figure yeah. out what we want to do artistically. It's like, do we actually want to do anything and, like, leave a mark, or do we want to just keep playing for fun and play right. gigs, you know? Right. Just, like, bar gigs, you know? But I feel that we definitely have made the right choices. It's always for fun, but... It. Yeah. Right, yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, if you're going to have fun, what are you doing? Yeah, well, that's yeah. exactly it. I mean, compensation yeah. is definitely good. Nice, uh, you know, yeah. we all like to eat and drive our cars <laughs> and buy new instruments yeah. and supplies. Well, I mean, and that's things. what paid for the album. I mean, so, we couldn't make the album if we weren't getting compensated. For yeah, performances. right. People so much, I think, take the arts for granted, and um, you know, oh well, you're you're a musician, you can just play it for free. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. Or you're an artist, you can just draw it. It doesn't cost you anything to do it. You don't mm -hmm. have any materials, but people don't value the time of the artists and I think that that was something that really changed during the whole quarantine and everything because we didn't have anything to turn to except for the arts except for music and movies and media and and all the ways that we consume arts and I really think that it made people look at art in a different light and it made it more valuable not that it's not value we know the value of art but you know, Joe Schmo that misses his football now has to turn to movies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he may be giving up the sports, but now he understands the concept that art is just as important as your sports and your technology and everything yeah, else. And that's, that's if, if anything, the quarantine, I feel like, helped the arts. I, I heard today that there is now a mad rush for the art museums and things that are starting to open again because people have been so art-starved and so starved for entertainment the past three months that now that these things are opening, things like the art museum that were losing their clientele are now having a bum rush from people that want to consume art. And if and I had to bet, I'd say that there are some people at home who 
had never really given their artistic side a chance until this quarantine. Absolutely. But I bet you we are going to have a spike in the new up, you know, new artists coming out and everything Absolutely. because people are stuck at home with their creative thoughts and they're like, hey, you know, now that I don't have my job distracting me all the time, I'm, I think I want to paint or I want to yeah. write a song or... So I feel I feel a second renaissance of, of yeah. the arts coming. Yeah, as hard as it's Ooh. been for everyone, I really think that it it <laughs> made the art shine. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But there was also the other side of that coin during quarantine, I think, as an active artist prior, it was definitely an emotional block. And yes. it was tough to get over. Right. You yes. know? Yeah. Well I didn't play yeah. guitar for like the first month of quarantine. Right. I just like yeah, from an artist's yeah. perspective, it's been really hard because we like love performing, right. and not performing for yeah. three months—it's like yeah, it's, it's hard. like quarter of the year. Come yeah. on, it's like our therapy. Yeah. 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 It's like having everybody dancing and stuff. It's just like yeah. you can't beat that, you know. And then whenever you, you're at risk of getting sick because everybody's dancing, it makes you feel like, oh man. Yeah. And it's like it's reward for all the hard work we put in, you know. Yeah, like we, absolutely. So then you go three months and we're still putting in the hard work, but you don't get that satisfaction of playing a show and getting yeah. people moving. And absolutely, you're right. I, on a flip side of that, though, do you think seeing more live shows and live videos out there with those being shared, do you think it's helping new artists to come up? It's definitely creating a new platform. The whole wave of uh, entertainment, I feel, is shifting, you know? Yeah. Like, I've been saying, I look at it as like kind of like a clean slate for everybody. I, I agree. You know? it's, a, it's a hard like, reset yeah. on many yeah. things. Yeah, too. You know, if you come out from quarantine, like thrown down, I mean, you had some time to get good. Mm -hmm. You know, write some new stuff. I follow a group on Facebook. It's called Quarantine Karaoke. And <laughs> it's an awesome group. People just go live, and thousands of people are members of this group. Everybody just like hypes each other up, and like just good, bad, every type of person from every walk of earth or is on this group, and everyone is just so positive, and it's so much fun. Like I find myself just sitting there and watching people's live streams, and they'll put their Ben Moses tips in there, and it's just so awesome because I feel like really and truly a lot of these people are very much the like kind of home musician. I think a lot of people have that stage fright, which is such a common thing with everyone, you know? I feel like everyone at some point has stage fright. If you don't, bless you, there's very few of those, I think, in the world. Um, but, you know, I think it's just cool. It really is. It's creating this new platform for people like that who maybe love playing piano and singing covers in their living room, but would never project that to an audience in any other circumstance they're getting that time and there's you know and they go on there so regularly and it's just a really awesome group so if anybody's interested it's still going on <laughs> i'm sure it'll keep up even after the quarantine's over but quarantine karaoke group on facebook that's a that's a yeah that's a great outlet and like you said people that that wouldn't have the time or the space or the courage to go to a stage can still express themselves and yeah. maybe they'll get the confidence they need to take it the next step that's that's really neat. The way that we've connected through all this has really been fascinating. The the ways that we 
you know, talked to people that we wouldn't normally talk to or found new outlets and, and explored in a safe way. I know that I, I participated in some groups and classes that I probably wouldn't have gone to in person, but I felt more comfortable being, you know, through a screen. But now I'm ready to try to go to those things in person now that I have a little taste of what it is. Yeah, absolutely. So recently you guys had uh, the Fool's Gold single that came out. Yes. Uh, what was that, June? June? No, no I'm getting the wrong day. I'm getting the wrong day. November, yes, sorry. Yes. Uh, November, and um, I love it. It's a great song. Um, why don't you uh, tell our fans what platforms they can find it on and um, a little bit about what that song's all about. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, Deezer, Tidal? Are we on Tidal? Tidal yeah. Um, SoundCloud? Yeah. Amazon YouTube, Music. YouTube? And what, what, what else? Are we Amazon, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Yeah. How wow. could I forget? YouTube, all that jazz. Holy shit. shit. <laughs> I don't even fucking know that. Deezer? <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's like a French platform. What the fuck? Deezer. Uh, I don't okay. remember that one either. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to look at it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, tell me a little bit about what this song is about. Well, I am a songwriter that very much. I try to portray more of an emotion rather than necessarily a specific storyline, something like that. Um, so a lot of my songs are kind of take what you want from them. And I have my own personal reasons for writing things, um, but Fool's Gold, for example, you know, is a lot about just kind of like coming awake and aware of you know, the things that are going on in this world and that, you know, as you get older, things kind of are more of a game that you play. It's almost like life is like this game and this challenge and there's ways to get through things and just kind of figuring out life is a big kind of um, theme of mine throughout like all of my songs and writing. Um, so yeah, Fool's Gold is just kind of like in a uh, generalized, way of me saying, you know, like, you kind of get through it, but like, I'll play your games because I understand it, but I'm not going to keep my mouth shut and I'm going to still stand up for like what I believe in mm -hmm. and, you know, games got to be played sometimes, but right. like, you have to stick to your own and you like your play truth. Game, yeah. Right. But you got to know who you are. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like we live in a society that is and especially right now, I think this is highlighted a lot, a society that is obviously going through a lot of turmoil, we'll say. But also, you know, we have a system that is broken, truly, in my opinion, and we can see it every single day crumbling before us. And media and social media has really been a huge way of just showing people the reality of things. And, you know, I think, at least on my end, I can definitely see that a huge change is upon us as a country and a society. And, you know, it's going to start with small things, but really and truly, you know, I'm kind of getting away from what I'm trying to say. But, <laughs> really and truly, we're becoming more of a society that is true to themselves and isn't going to just 
you know, stand by because a system is rigged a certain way. We have the power and we are able, like we are the ones that are going to change things as citizens of this country. We need to stand up, we need to get vocal, we need to get active, we need to vote. We need to be educated about who we're putting in these positions of office, not just our president. This That's needs to so be so true. much more than just our president. It's deeper than just the president. It goes down to the mayor, to the governor. To your local. Absolutely. Everything oh, has a difference in your way of life. And to I think people, people, are, people need to vote. <laughs> But I think, you know, we're really waking up to that. So I think that's a huge, a huge step for humanity and mankind. And letting everyone <laughs> know that they do have the power to change it as an individual and as part of society. Because, you know, people do feel lost in the system, no matter who they are, no matter what their, their, their color, their gender, their sexuality, their, their income. People do get lost in the system, and those are the people that the system needs because they need the system. You know, if we let, you know, the rich white men vote, then that's what we're going to get more of. We need to right. get that mix of people of all different cultures and all different walks of lives, and that's the only way that we're going to get those people that have been through it in office. You've been homeless, you've been hungry. Be the mayor, show us how did you change your life? Because right. what you did is gonna help somebody else. Those real people are going to make the real difference. Absolutely. You know? I'm Absolutely. Done with this phony <laughs> politics. Yeah. Huh? Yes. And with the, uh, <laughs> with the analogy of the, the song title, Fool's Gold, how I've always kind of seen it is, you know, the further away you stand from something, the more it looks like mm -hmm. real gold here. The closer you get, the more you learn about it, the more you mm. closely examine Absolutely. it for flaws, nice. the more you see That's those blemishes, deep. and it's not gold. Yeah. It's something much That's cheaper. Deep. It's something not as solid or as quality. Cubics are coming. So the more the more you learn about it, <laughs> it yes, cubics are coming. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great yeah. analogy. Um, yeah. I can't wait to go listen to the song now with with the knowing, with having this conversation with you guys. And and you know you didn't know that you were predicting the future, giving yourself future support for you to fall back yeah. on and. So now it'll be interesting to go listen to the song after this conversation and really hear, um, even though you didn't know all of the things yet, but it'll have a new and deeper meaning. Yeah, for sure. So you guys, I'm, I'm going to switch up a little bit, but so now we have a album that was in the works, um, was supposed to be out, it was the June date that I was thinking of. June. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you tell me a little bit about that was being delayed before we started. And um, maybe a little bit about the album versus the single Full Scroll, and maybe mm -hmm. if there's a change within those two, or what you see between those. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's tongue tied. I know, they're all Can you repeat the question? So what so how was making an album different than just producing a single? And what kind of hang ups have you had um, trying to produce? Shout out to Haley Hell, Killer on the Bass. She's the one on the single and she straight killed it. Um, the difference with, with the album is just I guess um, you know, we just, I, I just happened to be on that one. Charming and hot. 
humble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. When we did the single, it was like a one day thing. We kind of went in the studio, like laid down three tracks real quick, and like you know, kind of real raw, like. It felt almost too easy. Like, yeah, it felt almost too easy. Just throw it down, and then with the album, we kind of took a long time beforehand and really sat here Tuesday and Thursday every week and hashed out these songs and figured out parts and added stuff in. How's it going? And uh, yeah, we uh, fi- ended up. Your bathroom. Yeah, we uh we're filming a podcast. <laughs> yeah, we um entertainment podcast. And Laurie's here everybody. <laughs> She's everyone's aunt. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, we really kind of had time to refine these tracks and add parts and really figure out what we wanted to do with stuff. And another shout out to Nate. I totally don't know his last name. From Mr. Our sound Small engineer. Studio. Our oh, sound man. engineer. He made everything so easy. Yeah. Nate and Mr. Small Studios. Yeah. He seriously killed it. Out. And um, really kind of, I think, brought our sound out, our full potential sound out. Right. And also, big shout out to Dan in the studio because he really <laughs> nitpicked everything perfectly. Oh, it was, man. Like, it was very well done. I feel so bad sometimes. No, was it was worth spending time on, for sure. <laughs> I just think with the album, we were able to really go in and dissect and really like look at the tracks and figure out what we wanted to do with parts. And, like, I don't know, I think that we were able to do it to what we wanted to do it. And, and the single we put out was a very just natural product, whereas the album. I mean, we sat and we nitpicked every song for at least yeah. an hour, if not two, and just really made sure that we were putting in exactly what we wanted down to the finest detail. And we did it all the in a single was, yeah. was We did it was literally like, the last weekend, like, the, that day was whenever the quarantine was going into effect. Longest weekend we of our life. we went in the <laughs> studio and we were like, we gotta do this now. If we don't do this now, it's not happening, so... No one talks about the fact that our last normal day before the quarantine was a Friday the 13th. Yeah. yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> so, um, Daniel, um, so being close. the newbie of the group, um, did you go through any kind of initiation coming into the group? Uh, well, my first night here, I got sat on by the whole band, and we took a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It I have proof. It was great. Oh, good. It was great. <laughs> um, now, honestly, yo, this is the best freaking group of musicians and people who I've been blessed to play with. I just love y'all. And, like, honestly, throughout this whole, like, the quarantine, that was one thing. But, like, through this whole, like, even Black Lives Matter movement and everything, like, it, I've, I've never experienced such support from, like, a group of friends like that. And it means the world to me. And, like, the Mo Rats, besides me, are a great group of people. Y'all make me want to get back. <laughs> I'm Thank you, Dan. Well, we love you. I love you. love you. I actually think Dan's real initiation was stepping into the group saying, hey guys, and then us firing back with, here's 12 songs you have to learn by next month. Yeah. <laughs> we have a show coming Actually, up, we're going to hit that. Yeah, he was like next Brad was my dude. When I first joined the uh, band, there was nobody who's ever got me through gigs like Brad. Like I was just like looking at him, telling him chord changes as we're playing it, but hey, like, A minor. 
And when Dan got in there, it was like at the end of summer, and the weather was nice, and we had a bunch of decent gigs booked, and it was just kind of like, hey, dude, sorry, but it's a tough, you know, at August, September, you know, everybody's still out doing shit, there's a lot of events, and we had a couple big gigs that we had to play two hours of music uh, and shit, and just throwing this stuff at him. Man. I remember yeah. you had papers blowing with chord charts on them across the stage. Dude, yeah. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so many nights just learning chord charts and things like that. Yeah, it was weird. like there was like gusts of wind, and I just saw his chord charts go flying. There goes the gig. That East Liberty one I think yeah, was yeah, the first one. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have to take our break um, for our segment. And um, when we come back, we will continue our talk. Hey, you guys like tacos? 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 Yeah. Tacos. Yeah, yeah. Cool beans. Cool beans, yeah. Cool beans tacos. Really? Where are they at? Oh, they're on Facebook. If you ain't got Facebook, just follow your nose. How cool were their beans? They were cool, but man, that food was hot. Wait, tacos? Tacos. Is it off the rails? Off the rails. How off off the rails? rails? Oh, far off the rails. Not that far, actually. It's right down Allegheny Boulevard. Really? I showed up here for practice, forgot we didn't uh, have it on Tuesdays, and I just followed my nose right down the road to off the rails barbecue. Holy Right down the road or right down the rails? Right down the rails. (laughs) What if I take the road? Well, well, you'll have to go to the rails and you'll get your tacos. Ah, okay. So, what, 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 can I get tacos now? Yeah, let's go. All right. Cool beans. Cool. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Pittsburgh Stage Odyssey. This is Boom Boom Bridget. I'm here with T-Roy, and we're also here with the Moat Rats. Welcome back, guys. Hello. Yay. You guys uh, sound so excited. Woo! Woo! Cool beans. <laughs> All right. So... I want to talk to you guys about performances. Do you have a preference? Do you like to perform inside, outside? Where are some of your venues to play? Oh, performing inside has to be a smaller, intimate setting, and it's dope. But if you're going to be performing outside, it's got to be people as far as you can see, and everybody's getting it. That's the thing. That's how we it was last about a month or so ago, or a year or so ago, at Millville Music Festival. When we did it in 2019, we had an uh, outdoor stage on, I forget what street, but we had like oh, a lot of people. Oh, like, that's huge. It's always yeah, a big deal. That was deal. a sweet live show for us. But like we've had good gigs like when James Street used to be open, down in the basement down there. Mm-hmm. Um, places James we used to play street. at the Abbey a lot, uh, down in, on Bubba <laughs> Street and stuff. Uh, so we played a lot of places. We could go on about that. Miss yeah. James Street. Yeah. I, I personally like a, an outdoor venue because then you don't even, you don't, just have the people who came there to see your show or another act that you're on with. You get the opportunity to reach out to people that are walking by or getting food from like a food truck or anything mm-hmm. and they sometimes stop. They sometimes, most of the time, they just walk on by like, oh, what's that? But, uh, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Sometimes you're right in five minutes of their day, yeah. you know? Yeah, I was going to say the food truck setting is nice because they're set up for people to stop in and like check out the truck. So if you're playing at a place where there's food trucks, people are just inclined to stop. And guaranteed crowd, no. I don't, I'm not a fan. I can't. I have to say, now you've got me thinking about James Street. I love a dark dingy cabaret vibe just yes. like, like I just vibe with that so much 
I don't know why, I but that's just yeah. like my preferred venue. Really and truly, pain in the ass to load in. You got to come down some stairs through a kitchen, like not, not yeah. terrible. But it's like that's that's what makes it. At least they had a parking lot. Isn't that was a big part. Of that that's so interesting how everyone has such a different take on it. But I'd like to. So I'd be interested to know what everyone's like favorite musical genre is in relation to their venue performance uh, pick because you know you like the dark dingy club so maybe you're you feel more jazz like I you know I think of dark clubs as very jazzy and bluesy and when I think of like big outdoor venues I think you know rock concerts and alternative and stuff like that so that would be kind of interesting to see where you guys fall on your genre list into where your preferred venue is. Yeah, but that I feel that goes hand in hand for me because I am a sucker for like the underground sublime playing house parties like that yeah. and I that's my favorite setting is to probably play a house party here like every once in a while maybe twice a year we'll do a big party in our practice space and those are like my favorite shows yeah, and it goes hand in hand with my house. favorite kind of music which is that you know underground backyard you know, sublime <laughs> We had a hundred people in this house on January 25th for the Year of the Rat. It was the Chinese New Year, so we had the party on the 25th, and uh, only appropriate, it might be time for me to cue in the album. Did we talk about this yet? Not officially. Yeah. We based on it, but we never got <laughs> yeah, there. Plug it, plug it, Carly. Yeah, yes. plug, Should we plug it. it? Yeah, plug it, please. Our it's album, Year of the Rat. <laughs> titled album uh, is out on July 3rd. Okay. I almost it, said 7th. That's going to be off the rails. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for sure. So we're really looking forward to it. Um, you know, we had a release date prior, felt like in solidarity, it just was not the right time with the climate and, you know, the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. And we want to amplify the black voices as much as possible right now. So we really just stopped promoting the album completely. Um, this is really kind of like our first promo we will be doing, you know, since. So, um, but yeah, uh, we're really looking forward to, to sharing it with you guys. That's awesome. That's exciting. Uh, and, and where can listeners purchase this album? Will it come out in a physical copy or is everything digital? As of right now, it will be digital. Okay. But. Whenever you guys <laughs> stream it and we get enough money to buy CDs, then we'll have CDs. We're nice. under a little hardship right now. We're a self-funded band, so. Um, As are most artists. <laughs> of course. So, you know, with us not playing shows, it's been difficult. But we put all of our time and money and love into this album, and we just want to share it with you. So stream it and let us get more money to give you more goods. <laughs> Do you guys have any plans to perform live in the next coming weeks or months? Justin, you know about the Level Up show? Oh yes, um, on J July 11th? Yeah. July 11th, we're playing the Justin? July 7th. 7-11. July 11th, we're at the Level Up Studios, which is left of the 
Level, uh, level Up Studios. We're going to do a little show to help bring some income over there. The show tickets are all going to go to Level Up Studios to help keep them afloat because it's, it's tough out there in the music industry. We really like Level, level up. up Studios and we'd like to go and uh, hopefully bring a little crowd there. Mm -hmm. really it's outdoors, awesome. so the crowd is... Uh, <laughs> Limitless per se, so I don't want to say all you should be there, but Stand I'd like six to see the part as no. far as I can see. It's gonna be yes, out. I love that. Perfect. <laughs> but Level Up Studios is actually really awesome. They're a black owned business and they support black artists. They're, you can go to their website at hashtag art is essential, is the fundraiser they have going on right now that we're supporting, and you can learn more. That's awesome. That's very noble of you guys to donate your time and your talents for that. That's you know, I'm sure the community thanks you for that, and and hopefully you'll gain some more new followers and listeners as well in it. So we we talked about you know performances and what you guys got going on. What is the most memorable performance that you guys either either as a group or you know individual? I you know what what sticks out in your mind? I want to hear you guys as individual ones. What is your I definitely feel like Millville Music Festival gave us the biggest... Millvillian over here talking well, about hey, how he loves the Millville It was definitely convenient to be able to walk out my front door in about three blocks to play a gig. Um, but no, I think it gave us the biggest exposure to people who had never heard us before. Like, there was a huge... I mean, I want to say a huge crowd, but there was a big crowd there, and it was, in my opinion, like 90% people who had never even heard of us before, and it put us on the map for a lot of new, you know, we, I think we gained a lot of followers on Facebook and stuff after that event, yeah, no and yeah. it was just... A, and we played really well. And yeah, and it was just a generally <laughs> like a, great, a great vibe, the whole show went well, and uh, yeah, it's stuck in my memory for sure. What what about mishaps? Is there any funny mishaps or stories? Goodness gracious. I mean <laughs> everything always goes exactly as planned no, with no. live we had a gig. Yo, we oh, had God. a gig over at um at, at Red Fish Bowl in Lawrenceville. And um, it was it was opening up for uh, Back Alley Sound. Oh, what did you do? And I don't even know this story. No, well this is this is Brad, yo. It was such <laughs> a small like a little stage to perform on, right? And and we're jamming, and like two times, two times, my dog, at the drop, and we build up to this big, this big drop, and then Brad steps on my wire and unplugs me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no! <laughs> and everybody's feeling it. This is what happens to the face. And one gig. <laughs> I was gonna say Garefest is an answer to the mishap question and the favorite gigs question. When Chev, yeah. Chev almost didn't make it to the stage. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bittersweet thing when you have a show that like like Garefest is just a field out in the middle of the woods. Like it's very like like modern Woodstock almost, but it's there's only like a hundred people there. It's just too easy to get carried away, and I fell victim last year. <laughs> I got too carried away. We played at six o'clock. Yeah. It wasn't even like we were playing at like nine. 
The day, <laughs> the day drinking got the best of me. <laughs> Needed a little nap nap before our set. Feel nap. I wore a hula skirt. Yeah? yeah? Fixers didn't happen. <laughs> and you have like a. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I wear a bathing suit and a lifeguard whistle. <laughs> yeah, there are pictures of that and YouTube videos of that out there. Yeah, we just reposted one a couple of days ago yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, that proposes a good question. What do you like to wear when you perform? Do you guys like to wear like uh, funny get ups? Probably never have wear their own shoes. style? Like, what, do you, what do you wear when you perform? <laughs> It totally depends, honestly, on like what where it's at, what what we're playing, and like if it's a festival or we're camping. We're like chameleons. You know, yeah, exactly. We form to our play. audience. Like we like to dress to suit our setting and our audience. And we can all Good, look nice. Smart. Yeah, honestly, or it's just like whatever's the first thing on top of the drawer. <laughs> all right. Okay. So here here's the follow up question. I want everybody's ideal performance outfit. If you could design. Anything or wear one specific thing, what would that be? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. No, seriously. I mean, Behind you your base. I mean, yeah, you have a base anyway. Or just wear like brown underwear and like. I mean, they, they make like little, little things for men, you know? Or like a leaf. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's it. We'll, we'll rig you. A backwood. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I liked whatever we did. A, we did a great Gatsby themed show, and that was fun to dress up for. We all got all swanky and yeah, put, on our, put on our 1920s clothes and had a little Gatsby themed event. That was fun. Ooh. And the disco show, that was fun too. Yeah. Yep, we got disco-y. <laughs> I love how varied you guys Very are. Yeah. I think that's so cool that you allow everyone to be an individual within the group and it just works and flows so well. I wonder if any of us would get along if we weren't in a band together. <laughs> that's a good question. No, that's a good question because think about like your coworkers. Yeah, it works um, very yeah. different. Yeah. You know, like your weird, mug, like, like your muggle job coworkers. Would you hang out with them outside of work? Right. <laughs> I would absolutely hang out with these guys, but I would have never met them. Right. That's what I mean. Would we have ever even like crossed paths if we weren't in this? I guess I worded that wrong. Would we have ever crossed paths if we weren't in this band together? Who and knows? That, and that's a good thing because like <laughs> honestly, we all do hang out outside of the band shit. Like we all live around the city. We all do shit together, you know, it's pretty cool because it's, that's one thing we've always had about our band is like, you know, we're friends and I know people in other bands and it's like, they only see each other at band practice and it's just like kind of professional, it's just like, ah, oh, you don't really know this guy. You can definitely form a better bond with these people. Absolutely. Once you just do other shit with them, you know, and it's yeah. like that. <laughs> we're friends and a band. <laughs> that's, and that's For the sure. way that it should be, you know, yeah. you know each other, you know each other's likes and, and a little bit what to expect from each other and I think that makes it easier to perform and to write and to you know just yeah. vibe together. You know and bouncing off what you said like knowing what to expect from each other one thing I love about us is that we expect a lot from each other we don't expect each other to be uh, slacking we don't let each other just sit there and, and be complacent and not move forward we're always looking for the next thing we hold each other to that you know. That's and good, yeah. Holding each sure. other accountable for what they're responsible for. We gotta grow together. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, guys, um, we're getting ready to wrap up. We've got just a few more minutes. Um, 
just a couple of things I had as, as takeaways was um, uh, as a group, give, give some advice on in, uh, inspiring performers and bands that are out there and uh, what would be the one thing that you would uh, want them to learn from you or what would you want to teach them? Don't be afraid to say no to opportunities. Work hard and take take opportunities because we've done that. We've taken a lot of gigs where you probably should be like, ah, shit, that fucking hassle, you know. But you learn from that, and it gets you know you, you get humbled on that stuff on, on being a performer and an artist, and you know that stuff's just not going to get handed to you. So I say the best thing is just keep, put yourself out there, you know. And just but take the gigs that feel good. Don't force yourself to do things yeah. you don't want to do. That's a huge part of it. I think, you know, it's easy to burn yourself out when you're not being true to yourself and you're trying to fit a mold or work your way into some sort of group in the city because, you know, unfortunately things can get clicky sometimes. But I think when you're just your own individual person, all of those people will see that and respect that, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that's really just a goal of ours is as individuals and as a band to be true to yourself and to just give people music that you want to listen to. I mean, I have been listening to this album over and over again for days just because I like it. Yeah. Because I just want to turn it on. Like I go every day in my head, I wake up and I say, hmm, what I want to listen to on my way to work. And more times than not, I want to listen to my own music. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Because yes. yeah. I know that there's a lot of times where I don't want to watch videos myself. I don't want to look at my own art, you know, and, and you know, that as an artist, we all struggle with that, but that is amazing that you want to enjoy your own art. That is a true testament uh, for you as an artist, that you are that confident and comfortable Thank with you. what you're creating and putting out into the world. That's real. I got to say one thing to piggyback off of what you said, Carly, because that's deep, you know, what you're talking about, like staying like true to yourself and making music that you would want to listen to for yourself. Like, at the end of the day, there's no amount of money that's going to make you happy. So make sure if you're doing art, if you're drawing or you're doing music, do it for yourself. Don't do it for the next guy because in the end, I think we talked about it earlier, it's going to show. You know, it's going to be a mm -hmm. flawed result. So stay true to yourself no matter what. All right. Well, unfortunately, it is about time for us to stop. Um, real quick guys, um, tell our fans one more time where they can find you out on social media and see videos. Deezer! Benzino, Benzino, Benzino! <laughs> Alright, we have Facebook, Instagram, um, OnlyFans. Uh, oh! <laughs> False! No OnlyFans. We have Spotify, we have Deezer, we have Apple Music, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, uh, anything else? All down the stream and platform. Zapster. We got yeah. some, some videos on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Some new videos on YouTube. We have a really cool video that we just put out the other day featuring a local uh, spoken word poet, black activist Mike Vick, a.k.a. The Truth. Uh, we cover an Anderson Pack song. It's really awesome. And then we did some porch sessions of some of our songs off the upcoming album. So yeah. check Make out. sure you check out that heat. That album is going to be fire, I promise. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is Year of the Rap, July the 3rd. 3rd. The 3rd. 3rd. 7-11 right, at Level Up. Yay. There yeah, we go. 7-11 Level Up. 
Seven, eleven. Gotta love it. Wow, that's a lot of. Cool beans. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah, it's gonna be off the road. It's gonna be off the rails, guys. Cool beans. Right down the road. Right down the road. So, boom, boom. Who is gonna be our guest for our next episode? So, I am super excited. Our next episode, we are going to have Sarah Rose. She's a good friend of mine. And um, she's a spoken word artist. She's got a lot to say about a lot of different things. And I cannot wait to interview her. Yes. And as always, guys, please look out for us on uh, Facebook, uh, social media. Um, where are we at? Where's the rest of us? Instagram. All those YouTube. fun little sites. Um, find us out there. Um, you can also see our podcast on Spotify, on Anchor. Uh, Google, Apple. Google Pod, Apple, yeah, a lot well, of those. The place, man. Not as around. many as the moat rats, yeah, but yeah, we're, we're working we're on there. it. We're slowly, slowly, footsteps. And uh, so, yeah, definitely give us likes and shares. Uh, we want to hear some feedback from you, and we hope you enjoyed our show. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you, moat rats. We love Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Cool things. Cool.